Hi, my name is Sean Keyes and you're listening to You, Me and BPD. And this week I'm going to be talking about a book that I listened to. Um, it's a book I listened to a couple of years ago. It's called The Love Languages. Um, I must actually get the website and bring it up and see if I can show you a picture of it. But uh, it's a very good book. It's actually a very good book. There's five love languages in it. And uh, what's love languages got to do with borderline personality disorder? Well, because I have borderline personality disorder, my emotions are all over the place. So I couldn't tell what love was, is, all that sort of stuff years ago. And I couldn't understand it in a sense of what actually is love. What's like, what's love to me? What's love to somebody else? So I got this book, uh, The Five Love Languages. And um, I found it brilliant, to be honest with you. You know, there's, um, there's only five. But after listening to it, you get to realize within the book that everybody's different. And I found that fundamental that everybody's different because when you ask somebody, how do you love someone? What do you love? When I listen to people, everyone has a different kind of approach on what love is. You know, and for some people, um, I'll give you the five of them now, like, Number one is words of affirmation. So words of affirmation. So some people find love if uh, they're being praised. That's uh, Some people find that uh, being praised is another way of loving someone. The second one then is gifts. So if somebody's giving you gifts, some people find that uh, either giving gifts or receiving gifts is a form of love. The third one is acts of service. So basically, acts of service is doing something for somebody, always doing a little bit here or a little bit there for somebody. Uh, quality time. That's uh, another one, the fourth one. So giving someone your time, giving someone quality time is the fourth one. And the fifth one is physical touch, a hug, you know, a kiss. So I found it interesting because, you know, when you look at life, when you try to look at life, you don't love me, you don't, you don't care for me. This is a very common theme amongst uh, not only people with BPD, but it's a common theme among people in general is because how they perceive love and then how, they're, um, how they look at love and how people around them could be loving them gets a bit confused because you could have one person... You could have one person will say um, acts of service. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. I'll use myself. So you could cook me a dinner all day long and it means nothing to me. You know, making a dinner for me has no meaning. It's, it's food. I'm a very, basic, um, a very basic human being when it comes to food. I, I, I think food is to keep you alive. It has no meaning to me. Like... If I'm cooking and I, I cook, myself and my wife cook, and we, 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 we split the cooking, but if I'm cooking, it means nothing. I'll cook five meals as easily as I'll cook one in the same day. Depending on what someone wants to eat, I'll cook a different meal. So to me, cooking is nothing. It's just to give someone some sustenance so that they don't die. Um, now, if you have somebody that uh, will say, likes to cook and thinks um, cooking like is um, acts of service, right? So acts of service, I suppose, that would fall under. If you have someone who who likes to cook, I like to cook, but looks at it as a form of love and they're making you a dinner, but it means nothing to you, 
neither party is getting the benefit of the love in a sense of because one is doing it in the hope that you might feel loved and then the other person isn't feeling I, I personally I don't feel anything from, from a dinner, you know, I just don't. Um so they're missing out. They're missing out. And and the reason I, I listen to this book and I find it so great is that because what you have then is a misrepresentation of love from both parties in a sense of one is given love, clearly if they're making a dinner and the other person is um not receiving it. Now, this isn't about me in a sense, I'm not I'm using myself, but this this particular story is not about that. That's not that's not what I'm on about. But um then you have other people will say words of affirmation. So uh, being kind to someone, you're a great boy, you're a great girl. I, you know, again, you look at people and some people love praise. I, I know people that absolutely thrive on praise, that the more praise you give them, they absolutely love it. And words of affirmation for them are fantastic. Again, words of affirmation to me mean, mean very little. They mean very little. I don't take it in in that sense. Um, feeling a little bit odd now, actually, because I'm going through this and I never thought about Um No, but words of affirmation. No, I get, I get people and, you know, with the podcast and just tell me, uh, you know, it's great. And I now I do. I do enjoy that. But I enjoy it because they're getting help. Um, I enjoy it for that purpose. It's it's not for, you know, I go around with a big fucking head thinking I'm the daddy fucking llama. I enjoy it that they will get some some sort of um, happiness from it, I suppose is the perfect word to say. Um, Jesus, I better go through this. Uh, quality time. Quality time. There you go. I suppose quality time. I like to be listened to. And, you know, someone said that to me, someone said to me before um, on the podcast, you like the sound of your own voice. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I'm, I'm only here for about fucking 80 years, so... I'm not going to go around going, ah, um, we all like different things. I like to be listened to. I came from a family of eight people. Um, I'm seventh down. You don't get much talking when there's seven, you know, six people ahead of you um, and they're all older. Uh, Yeah, I like to be listened to. That's just where where I fell in my family. Um, Lots of um, older people in my family. So, yeah, I like to be, now I want to be heard. (laughs) So... Um, I like to be listened to, and when I say I like to be listened to, even that it's not like um, it's not like a fucking egotistical thing. It's just I I have a lot of thoughts in my head, and I like to get them out, and I like to get them out in a sense that I wonder are they any good, and it's a wonder. It's not like I'm going around going, Jesus, I'm a fucking legend here. This is unreal shit. Like I'm, I don't do that. I. I would get up on Facebook some mornings, and like it's it's half five here in the morning, and um because I get all my thoughts in the morning, so that's why I'm I'm more energetic in the morning, and um I should do a podcast around eight o'clock some night, and you'll see me like a fucking lunatic, um you know, but I get all my thoughts in the morning, so but sometimes I would write on Facebook, I get up and I'm always on to people about doing the four week plan and the four week plan. Excuse me. Is um, you know, one of the things is getting up every morning and just basically writing down your thoughts. And I do the same thing. Is so sometimes I would wake up and I'd write something on Facebook, and then I just post it, 
And then I'd read back over it maybe an hour later and I'd be like, Jesus Christ, that's actually good. And I'd be scratching my head going, where the fuck did that come from? Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't even acknowledge the credit for myself in that sense because I didn't deliberately think about it. It just popped into my head. So it's not like I'm there going, oh, I'm going to write something really, really good tomorrow. But sometimes I would look at it and go, Jesus, that's profound or something like that. But at no stage would I accept the credit in a sense that I wrote it, even though I did physically write it, I didn't think about it. It's just the mentalness in my head. It's the fucking thoughts that fly into my head. Sometimes I get up in the morning, the thoughts are mental, in a sense of fuck life, fuck this. But some mornings they're not. Well, most mornings they're not, if I'm being honest. But look, yeah, that's, 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 uh, yeah, some people like to be heard. I have a son. And yesterday he was chatting to me about tornadoes and he was talking and talking and I loved it. I was looking at him going, you love talking too. <laughs> I got this really um, warm feeling in my heart because I was just looking at him and he was talking and talking and talking about tornadoes and how the cars were going round in the tornadoes because I was showing him a tornado uh, from in America and I was showing him like how strong they are because he was asking me about tornadoes. And he was getting his cars and he was spinning them round and round and round and he was on about a tornado. But he was talking for a good half an hour and I was just looking at it going, you're going to be a talker too. Like, he just loves to talk. So, uh, there you go. Some people love to talk. I have a a daughter and she loves gifts. You know, she loves gifts and she loves words of affirmation. So, it's... Reading that book, or I always say reading, it's listening. I don't listen, I don't read. Uh, Listening to the book, it actually changed how I look at people in a sense of not everybody's the same. So even when you have people around you that they might be doing their best in a sense of loving you. or um, You know, I'd noticed that with, uh, say, my mother or anything like that. It's when you read this book, you look at it and go... Ah, I get it. So that's how you look at love, and you're doing it to me, but it's not how I perceive love, so I think I'm not being loved. And it's a fantastic book, like uh, The Five Love Languages. It's a fantastic book because it it made me sit down and look at people, and it made me look at how they look at love, and then to analyse that with myself and think, okay, well, then they're actually showing me love, but it's in their version of love. But it's still love. And then you you get to realise that there's people out there that do love you. You know, like people with BPD, we can be very instantly, you don't love me. And the other person might be like, I fucking do, like, Jesus, you know, what's going on here? And deep down you get really hurt because you think they might not love you. Whereas, and these are stories I've heard, you know, all through the years of chatting to people with BPD, it's a, it's a, it's a fear. Do they love me? Are they going to leave me? Are they going to? And they're constantly looking for these tiny little things and people that people do that will set them off. And once they're set off, they're gone. They're they're gone. It's 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 a terrible thing to have that amount of fear. Where the minute they get afraid that the other person doesn't love them, they're gone. Only because they leave only because it's better that they leave rather than you leave in a couple of days' time. And just for anyone listening that doesn't have BPD, that's one of the main reasons people leave the relationship is they're afraid in a few days' time you might leave. So it's best that they actually 
get it over and done with now. Um, but anyway, back to the back to this uh, book on love languages. Um, should should you buy it? I hate the word should. Um, it's a great book. It is a great book. I I absolutely loved it. Um, you know. Now here's another thing that I'm I'm implementing, and I'm only implementing it because I wanted to talk about this podcast. Is because it's a, such a simple thing. I have the words of affirmation, the gifts, the acts of service, helping others, the quality time, and the physical physical touch. Um, now in my phone, and now I'm actually checking in on myself to see: Am I applying these things to my family? And am I actually giving them services of love? And it's a fantastic thing because it's a simple little thing that I can check every day on my phone and go, you know, did you did you show kind words of affirmation to your family? You know, now gifts, yeah, um, not every day. No, I don't think you should give anyone gifts every day. Um, you know, uh, no, <laughs> not going to go with that one every day, <laughs> you know, once in a while. Um, acts of service, hundred percent. I think you should. I think you should be an act of service to your family, and there should be an act of service to you. It's not like a, a one way street. I definitely, I'm a firm believer in acts of service to your family. You know, at the end of the day, a family is always going to be there, regardless. They're always going to be there. You know, I, I now I might be. I might be off in that, but, you know, especially my own family there, there's uh, my siblings. I'm only talking about my siblings at the moment. Um, now, my wife is fantastic, but I'm just deliberately talking about my siblings. Um, yeah, they're always there. Like, we, we, we are eight different people, you know, including my mother, eight different people. Um, my father passed away. But eight different people, and we're always there. We don't all get along, and that's absolutely fine as well. There's eight people with eight different personalities. I'm the only one with BPD. <laughs> I was the only one that was blessed with it, um, which I thought was amazing years ago as well. Like, one person getting BPD out of a family of eight. What are the fucking chances? 12.5%. Um, I thought that was unreal. But either way, there's, we're always there for each other. Like, we, we, we've different personalities, but when it comes to the actual... Nuts and bolts of life. I love my family and I love our our way. We are always there for each other. Even siblings that might not get along with each other. If one falls down, we're all in to help. And I have to say I love that about my family. It's something I want to bring into my own children. You know, because there's not always one that's strong. There's not always one that's the strongest. There's always a weak, uh, a, a weak link in a family. And I say that without judgment. But there is. And I believe the others, again, I'm using the word should, I believe the others should help. And, and we do that. So I'm happy with that. We we tend to look out for each other. A wonderful thing in our family, and I have to say that. Um, so physical touch. Yeah, I hug my kids every day. I kiss my kids every day. Um, that's so important. I I remember re- listening, reading, I'm going to keep saying reading. I remember listening to another book, and it was, it's, um, they they don't stood like humans in their own ways. They're mental in what they do, but then what they learn is is profound. Like because uh, animals around the planet just simply don't do what we do. We've a tendency to push the boat very very far out. Anyway, they got monkeys and uh, chimpanzees, and what they done was they made this false kind of chimpanzee mother type of monkey, and they had little. Um, I'm 
using my fingers here. Uh, yeah, I can see. Uh, they had these little air vents that they were pushing air out, right, through this false monkey. And the little chimp was clinging to its imaginary mother, even though, you know, it wasn't a real monkey. And they forced the air out through. And the more they forced the air out, the tighter the chimp clung onto the monkey. And what science, um, uh, what it kind of took from that is the more pressure that's put on you from a parent, the more you'll try and cling to them. Um, which is off topic, but it just popped into my head. It's off topic, but it, it, in, in other words, sometimes people that come from abusive backgrounds will cling to their parents that bit more. It's just a natural kind of primate type of thing to do. Um, but it, it does relate to phys- physical touch, I suppose, so that's why it popped into my head. Um, quality time. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, we're so busy in life. We're absolutely so busy. I'm, I, I remember yesterday I came home from work, um, done the shopping, uh, you know, put away the shopping, and then by the time you put away the shopping and you have your shower and you come down and you're just like, oh, fucking hell, I love to just sit down now and do this type of thing, and you're so busy. Life is so busy now and you're trying to spend time with your kids while you're fucking wrecked tired. It's just so busy, but it's important to spend quality time with your kids. Um, I'm not, again, I'll put the hand up. Do I spend as much time as I'd love to? I don't. And that's something I'm going to improve on. Um, it's something I'm definitely going to improve on now that I have these five love languages. Uh, it's where I own the book. But now that I have the five love languages... um. And it's in my phone. It's definitely something I'm going to spend more time on because I think it's five things to do and not every child wants all five. Um, I definitely don't want all five. But when it's on front of me, it's it's actually calling me to uh, account. It's calling me to account in a sense of going, well, how much time did you spend with your kids? And one of the things I'm looking at now and I'm I'm going to implement this from, from today, I suppose, realistically. Um, one of the things I'm looking at is, how much time are you giving to the podcast? How much time do you give to others? And how much time are you giving to your family? And I need to make sure I get that balanced. Because, you know, cut spade a spade. You know, everybody loves doing things. I love doing this. This is a passion of mine. It's like, I was chatting to a girl there um, the other day, and, you know, I was... She was chatting to me about the four-week plan, and I spent an hour and a half chatting to her about the four-week plan because <clears throat> I love it. It's something. It's not something I created. I didn't. I didn't create food. I just found certain foods that work perfectly for me, and I'm assuming they might work for someone else. Anyway, I spent about an hour and a half chatting to the girl, and uh, she was on to me. Do you do you charge for this? And I said no. And she goes, "Why?" I says. I just don't. I don't charge. It's not something I charge. Like, I don't... I give a good bit of my time to people, and I love that. I love giving my time to people. And the reason I love giving my time to people is I love to talk. As I said earlier on, I love to talk. I I love the experience of talking to people. I love that. I love the experience of actually, you know, having a conversation with someone, hashing it out over and back, talking about life, talking about real topics. Like, the fucking weather doesn't bother me at all. Like, how's the weather? I couldn't give a shit about the weather. I want to know about, how's your day? How, you know, are you struggling with something? And am I struggling with that? And could we try and figure it out? And maybe you're doing something 
that I've never even thought about. And that's beneficial. That's like, I think that's huge for, for people to be talking about. So I'll give you an example. Now, I don't drink, but a, a friend of mine who does another, um, who does another podcast, uh, the Clockwork Junkie podcast, for anyone that's listening, um, he, 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 uh, I, I done the four week plan with him and then he was telling me like anytime he has a drink now he used to he used sorry when he had a drink he used to go and have a um in Ireland we'd give you a breakfast in a roll I think that's unique to Ireland we'd give you a full breakfast roll it's a breakfast in a baguette um it's absolutely lovely but not exactly the healthiest thing on the planet but either way he would have his few drinks and then he'd have a breakfast roll but after the four week plan he tells me, instead of having a breakfast roll now, he has a kind of a broccoli smoothie. So, there's what talking does to people, is that he he said this cures his hangover. Uh, I don't drink, so I, I don't know what else is in the smoothie, because I didn't ask him, because I don't drink, so I don't suffer with the hangovers. But the fact is, the fact that we talked, is the fact that he's doing, not, I don't give a shit, like, the fact that he's doing a smoothie, and it was my words, it would be either way to me, forward or back, if it was him giving it to me. But, um, one sec, now, um, yeah, he actually gets recovery quicker from the broccoli smoothie, of, you know, yeah, of course you do, when you look at food, and you look at a, a full, you know, bacon, and uh, black pudding, and it's all basically bacon, and, and rashers. And, um, yeah, of course you're going to recover quickly with uh, veg- vegetables, you know. But it's the fact that we talked. It's the fact that we talked over and back, you know, that we had the ability to just converse with each other. And that's what I love. When I'm chatting to people, um, I love the conversation going forward and back. I love the fact that two people are just talking. That's all it is. It's two people talking. This is what we done thousands of years ago and for some reason that just makes sense to me it's not like that's what we did that's what we've always i'd imagine when we were going out hunting we just walked and talked got what we, you know picked up what we found hunted what we got came back cooked it and still talked beside a fire and for me that's profound the talking the talking part of life is profound to actually listen to someone and let them speak that's another reason um, I'm so adamant with this podcast is that I want people to come on and give their story on BPD. It's a BPD podcast. Um, and I want people to come on and give their version of BPD, their life with BPD, to talk about BPD, to actually say, look, I've BPD. I can say I've BPD and I don't feel any shame. I didn't ask for it. I didn't... Um, wish for it, I don't remember signing a contract in heaven, if I came from there, I remember nothing about asking for this illness, um, but I have it. But the amount of people that can't talk about this illness is profound in a sense that they can't turn around and say, I've BPD, they could get fired from their job, you know. So I do believe in talking, and I think talking is fundamental in life. It helps people, and that's why... When I was chatting to that girl and I was giving her the four-week plan and, you know, I spent an hour and a half talking to her, there's not an inch in my brain of going, I could get money for this. I know I could get money for this. I know I've, you know, I've made an investment here with the room. But that's not for money. That's to help people. 
you know, when I when I was lying in Galway Hospital in 2009 and I'd done my wrist in and blah, 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 I'm not going to go into it all again because it's a story that's out there. But I literally like was like, when I get better, I'm going to help people. When I figure my head out, the next thing I'm going to do is help people. And like I was off social media for years because I couldn't help people. I couldn't confident, confidently come on and go, I've this figured out. It's, I, I wanted to wait for years before I could actually confidently go, no, I've this figured out, like, I'm done. I've, I've bad days. I've, like, I'm not fucking sitting down with an air of happiness in my head all the time going, um, <laughs> I don't have that, like, I'm fucking a real life, I've, uh, you know, I've a full-time job, I, I spread... I, sp- I always say I spray cars. I spray cars, but the reason I'm saying it this time is this. There's a, the amount of toxins I'm breeding, uh, not breeding in all the time, but I, I'm in a very toxic environment, which is natural because I'm spraying cars. I love it. It's a toxic... I, I don't love the toxins, but I love the environment of spraying cars. So, I mean, my body is getting a hammering, is why I'm saying it. It's My body is naturally getting a hammering because I'm around toxic um, toxic chemicals. So that's going to tire me out. Um, three kids tire you out naturally, and as they should. You know, three kids, a full time. You know, full time at the house. Myself and my wife are full time. There's there's very little um, there's very little time left by the time you're finished with the kids and house, and as it should be, as it should be. So yeah, I, I live a fucking full life, and I I do get tired, and I do get me days. But I can genuinely say I'm 20, 30 times better than I was in 2009. So, yes, I'm confident enough to come on and talk about Borderline that you can actually live a good enough life. You can actually live a life where, I don't know, I just do my days. I I, I don't even think, I don't even think, and I said this yesterday to that girl, I don't even think about Borderline anymore in a sense of, I don't think about my illness. It's, it's it's normal enough. I get up, I live my life, and I go to bed. I only think about borderline when I'm doing the podcast or when I'm chatting to someone if I want to relate to something that I did or they did and maybe they managed something that I didn't know or else I done something that they didn't know. But other than that, I don't think about um, borderline in a sense of the illness. And I'm proud of that. I have to say I'm proud of that. That's a fantastic way to be in life. But other than that, no, I, I, I live my life. And, and that's, that's fundamental. That's why I want to help people. Again, this isn't about money. It's, it's not about money to me. This is not about money. Um, hopefully, when I say hopefully, because I'm not really computer literate, this year I want to have a website. My dream is this, is I want to have a website. I want to have a website where people can come onto it. They can obviously uh, pick up, Look up the podcasts, I suppose. Look them up. I, there's nothing on the website going to be uh, for sale. There's not. Done, I, I don't want to sell this. This is not for sale. This is not me for sale. This is not. There's no part of this that I want to sell. Do you know what I mean? There's no part of this that I want to make money off. Like, I, you know, again, yeah, I've made the investment with the podcast, uh, but that's it. It's done. It's finished. And thankfully, I'm grateful for the fact that I had a few pounds to do that. That's it. It's finished. It's not like I have to pay a subscription every week to to uh, for this. It's done. It's paid for. So I'm grateful for that. And as I said, I got a lot of help from people as well, which I'm grateful for. But I want this year to have a website. 
with all information, where information of all the books. I've just, you know, the, again, the five love languages, fantastic book. Nothing got to do with BPD, but again, I'm raffling off here. But like, I have about four hundred books on my phone, and I don't have one book on borderline personality disorder. Um. I have no interest in borderline personality disorder per se. That it's like it makes no sense to me to read a book on borderline personality disorder because it's like a horse reading a book about being a horse. Sure knows it's a fucking horse, you know. Um, Jesus Christ, look that's me. Oh my God, that's me. Oh my God, that's me. She fucking know that's you. Um, I've no interest in that in a sense of personally. I've none. Um, I read books on. Who we are as a species, food, nutrition, um, the brain, how the brain works, uh, the five love languages again, yeah, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, these are books I've read, and that's what I want on the website. I want books that have helped me that I can go look. This is what this book is about. This is what I've done. Short little thing. I also want um, like that. I'm talking about the five love languages. I want this for people that can't afford to buy the five love languages. This is one of the main reasons, again, I do this. One of the main reasons is this. I focus on America, if I'm being honest, because I know in America you have to pay for an awful lot of mental health services compared to Ireland. And I'd be thinking about the person in America that has no money, they have no way of getting mental health services and they have borderline personality disorder. And I feel for that. I like I do get a deep sensation in my heart when I think about that. And even now thinking about it, I go, oh, Jesus Christ, and I have to switch my head to not fucking cry. Because the thoughts of being on your own, you know, the thoughts of being fucking stop. Um <clears throat> The thoughts of being on your own in a, in, in a country that doesn't help you, you know, and you've no access to, um, you know, anyone helping you is, is so scary for me knowing uh, my own illness, like knowing how, how, um, how deep it is, you know, that type of... Um, yeah, so I definitely... Uh, there's never going to be money, not a hope. Um, stop, I have to stop thinking about this now. Um, yeah, there's never going to be any money on my end. Never. Not once will I ever um, charge someone to fucking talk to them. Do you know what I mean? When I, when I understand the illness. So um, I'm going to have to fucking go... Um, look, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. Look, uh, and <laughs> I have to get myself out of this. Thanks very much for listening. Um, you know, I'm going to. Thanks very much.